Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Psalms, fourth Psalm of the second verse. Psalm four, verse number two. you're in Proverbs, you went too far. (laughs) Psalms 4, verse 2. O ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love and seek after leasing? I want every person, let's read together with uplifted voices. Psalm 4, verse number 2. Come on, read it out loud. O ye sons of men, how long my glory into shame seek after leasing. You may be seated in the presence of our God. I'm going to preach for a little while uh, today. Arm yourself with a uh, writing instrument. There's some principles and keys that I want to give you uh, that I think will uh, be a blessing to you long after this worship service would have concluded. I'm going to preach uh, using as a subject, I don't want a new lease on life. I don't want a new lease on life. Would you look at the person beside you and tell them you shouldn't want? Come on, look at him. Tell him you should not want a new lease on life. You shouldn't want a new lease on life. Christian psychologist uh, Chris Thurman, who has has his hand on the pulse of uh, thousands of parishioners, wrote a compelling book that I want you to have. The book is entitled, The Lies We Believe. The Lies We Believe. In this book, The Lies We Believe, he nobly unpacks the lies people tell themselves that damage emotional health, relationship standing, and soul strength. The book should come, actually, the book should come with a free leather couch because it's therapy on printed sheets. He skillfully compartmentalizes into five different sections the lies that we tell ourselves. The first lie that uh, he deals with and performs an autopsy on is the lie that we tell ourselves, hear this, that we must be perfect. That we must be perfect. That any hint of imperfection, either physically or behaviorally, makes deep deposits into our own insecurity. We have created an image in our mind of what perfection is, and we don't extend ourselves any grace. But I need you to know that you are flawed and favored. The only person who's perfect is our loving Lord and Savior. 
Another section is on worldly lies, worldly lies. And he intimates that uh, the lie that we have told ourselves, hear this, is that life should be easy. The lie we tell ourselves is that life should be easy. The lie our children think is that life should be easy. And whenever there is a struggle, we take it as demonic attack. Whenever there's a problem, we uh, ascribe it to hateration. Uh, not realizing that the struggle is a part of the process. My grandmother of sainted memory, I uh, used to always sing, I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. Uh, the reality is if the mountain was smooth, you couldn't dig in to go up. Uh, you need those ridges in order to get there. And then the third section of the book calls The Lie of Distortion. The Lie of Distortion, where we make mountains out of molehills. We enlarge things unnecessarily. I will make statements like, nobody likes me. Everybody don't know you. So, so for you to make that sweeping generalization is a lie unto itself. In every GMC, American-made car, there is a sticker in the rearview mirror that says, objects appear closer than what they actually are. Ladies and gentlemen, you keep enlarging the things that do not matter. Uh, you're using a bat to fight off mosquitoes. Uh, you need perspective on what it is that you are dealing with. Would you look at your neighbor and tell him it's not as big as you think? Look at him and tell him it's not as bad as you think. It's not as big as you think. It's not as bad as you think. Uh, he has another uh, section that really arrested me. It is a section on religious lies. Religious lies. And those religious lies tell us we have to earn the love of God. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing you can do to earn the love of God. While you were in your mother's womb, he was already in love with you. Uh, we believe that if we live upright, if we are holy, that we will not know suffering. Uh, but 2 Timothy says, if you suffer with him, then you will reign with him. In other words, uh, there is no reigning without suffering. And many of you don't even understand, you should be a five-star general for all of the warfare that you have had to go through. Uh, but God says, I'm proud of how you fought and kept your integrity, how you went through the battle and did not lose your faith, how you had scars, but you used your scars as testimony that through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. You've learned to trust in God. I want you to lift up your hand. I want to say to you what it is that I heard God say to me to tell you. Would you lift up that hand? God had me to say to you today. Those of you who are online, lift up that hand. God told me to tell you, you will outlive every lie you told yourself. Oh, come on. Y'all don't know how to give God glory. I said, you will outlive every lie you told yourself. 
even though uh, Jerry Springer is no longer here, we know who is the progenitor of this problematic thinking. All we have to do is swab the mouth of John, the eighth chapter, verse number 44, where we hear Jesus give the big reveal on where do these lies come from. They come from the mouth, the heart, and the mind of Satan. He says of Satan, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks with his native language, for he is a liar, and not only is he a liar, he is the father of all lies. Lying is his weapon of choice. He uses lies to confuse you, to constrain you, and to sow seeds of discord amongst you. But the spirit of the living God today is going to dismantle every lie that was spoken about you, your children, your future, your destiny, and your assignment. I need in the voice of your grandmother, would you just shout out loud, the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie and I want to amputate every lie the enemy has planted into your spirit. The lie the enemy tried to tell you since you were 14 years old is that you do not matter. I want you to look the devil in the face and declare out loud, I matter. I need you to say it out loud, I mean something. I am significant. People are depending on me. Every breath I breathe is gonna make a difference and gonna make an impact. Suicide is not an option for me. I cannot give up. I cannot throw in the towel. I cannot surrender. My life is worth dying for. And that's why he died with me in mind. lie the enemy tells you is that you don't matter. Another lie the enemy tells you is that it is too late. That is a lie. The race is not given to the swift nor to the strong but to those that endure to the end. Can I give it to you another way? He may not come when you want him to come but he is an on-time God. I'm not in competition with anybody. You might have got yours before me but God saves the best for last. It is not too late. It is not too late. Another lie the enemy tells us is that God will not. I remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were confronted by Nebuchadnezzar and they said, our God is going to deliver us. And even if he doesn't, he's still able. I don't know how many of y'all need this, but I need 500 to shout out loud, God will. That's the end of the sentence, full stop right there. Whatever it is you need God to do, I need somebody to shout it out loud. God will, 
He'll pay the bill. He'll fight the battle. He'll open the door. He'll heal the body. He'll make a way out of no way. God will. Hallelujah. The biggest lie. The biggest lie Satan tries to tell the children of God is that things will not change. That you are stuck in the situation you are in right now. But I feel something in my spirit today. For somebody that's got a spirit of faith, God had you to come into this worship experience to tell you to buckle up because everything you dealing with is getting ready to change. He said to the children of Israel, look behind you. The enemy you see today, you will never see him again. Everything is about, it's about to change. You may be seated, please. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I need to start a rumor on your row. I need to start a rumor on your row. Would you just pass down your row and tell them it's a lie. It's a lie. Everything the enemy told you, everything they told you since your childhood, everything the teacher said, everything the doctor said, everything the manager said, everything the bank said, can you shout everything your ex said? It's a lie. If God be for you, who? It's a lie. Hallelujah. You shall not die, but you'll live. 40 years ago, 40 years ago, the Supreme Court was divided over the Stolen Valor Act. In front of the Supreme Court was a case called the Stolen Valor Act a federal statute that made it a crime for any person, hear this, to state falsely that they received a military decoration. It is called the Stolen Valor Act. In three separate opinions, all the justices agree that the First Amendment permits the government to punish at least, hear this, some lies. Government will only prosecute certain lies. But they found no consensus on determining which lies can be charged by the Constitution. They had to make sure that they could not hold every lie into accountability or else they would have to throw the whole thing away. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and have the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you believe that, how did you not give us our reparations? If you believe that, how did you keep us in bondage? If you believe that, why did you redline our zip codes? If you believe that, why did you shut down affirmative action but you let legacy students go to Ivy League school? That's a lie! If I could trust the Supreme Court, if they would just impeach Clarence Thomas tomorrow at 12 noon. If I could trust them, I would offer a motion 
to enforce to the black community to read and abide by Psalms 4, Article 2. Psalms 4, Article 2, which asks, how long will you turn glory into shame? How long will you turn glory into shame? But it don't end there. How long will you love and seek? Here's the catch after leasing. I'm going to mess somebody up. I'm about to ruin somebody's day. I'm telling you in the words of my mother in church, fix your face. How long will you turn glory into shame? How long will you love and seek after leasing? New birth, I'm completely stupefied by this scripture because the word leasing is only mentioned twice in the entire Bible. In our westernized minds, we interpret the word leasing to mean renting or borrowing. Renting or borrowing, watch this, for payment. But the word leasing is an Elizabethan English word, leasung, L-E-A-S-U-N-G. Watch this, leasing at its core, its basic original integer, leasing translates to mean lie. I'm going to help somebody real quick. A lease is a lie. Y'all still not there, son? Three people getting ready to get their stuff and walk out the door. Watch this. A lease is a lie or it is false appearing real. All right. So Lord, ask the children of God, how long are you going to turn your glory into shame? How long will you love and how long will you keep renewing your lease? Deductively, watch this. Therefore, the word leasing and the word rent is built on a lie. So watch the enemies, uh, watch the enemies' conspiracy against your thought in your lease is that the enemy wants you to become comfortable living in property you don't own. God, y'all don't like this here. The enemy wants you to be adjusted and acting like it belongs to you when you are helping somebody else's assets to your own liability. Oh, I can't get no help right in here. The enemy wants you to get comfortable spending the same amount of money on a lease that you would on a mortgage, fooling yourself that you got a quasi-black middle-class lifestyle when you ain't got nothing to your name because it's all a lie. Watch this. 71. I want you all to write this down. I want to help somebody in this room. I'm going to free somebody. 71% of black people's income goes to housing. 71% of black people's income goes to housing. Watch this. While only 35% of the income of whites go to housing. Only 35% of Caucasian communities' income goes to housing where 71% of ours does. I want you to write this down. 80% of homeowners in America are white. 
Only 8% of black people live in a home. Y'all just missed what I just said. Only 8% of black people live in a home, therefore everybody else is paying rent, paying a mortgage. The homeowner gap exposes that the overwhelming majority of our community is paying rent or a lease. In 19, I need you to have this, in 1976, in 1976, the average new homeowner was 25. In 2023, the average new homeowner is 44. Y'all not gonna like this? When Dr. King was killed in 1968, more black people were homeowners than today. Potential black millennial homeowners surveyed in 2020 and 2021. I need y'all to hear this, change the font for those of y'all who are typing. In 2020 and 2021, black millennials acknowledge, y'all are gonna mess, get messed up over this. 20 and 2021, millennial homeowners, home buyers said that their greatest obstacle to home ownership, the greatest obstacle to home ownership for black millennials, hear this, was student loans y'all ain't saying nothing so when the Supreme Court blocked the cancellation of student debt they knew that it was gonna open up for black home ownership so let's keep Negroes renting y'all ain't saying nothing so that they are not able to create generational wealth and leave a legacy for their family the devil is a lie God has got to do something hallelujah hallelujah the decision to upend student loan cancellation was a diabolical satanic move to, present you, to prevent your children to move from renting to owning. But I smell a whole lot of new houses in this building. God, I, oh my God. I said, I smell a whole lot of housewarmings in this, I don't know where y'all are. If you can't shop for you, shop for your children. I smell a whole crop of home ownership. It's about to happen in this building. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna give you four bricks. I'm gonna give you four bricks to build on because I'm believing that this year of our Lord, 2023 is not going to end without new homeowners occupying their space. Four bricks that I want you to have. I want you to write this down, please. Uh, the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, NAREB.com. NAREB.com. I want you to write this down, please. They have a program that they are endeavoring to house two million, two million new black homeowners in the next five years. Two million. If they're going to finance two million new black homeowners in the next five years, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I think 200 of them are in this room right now. For new black homeowners, they have allocated 
$50 million, hear this, $50 million in down payment assistance. $50 million in down payment assistance. Second brick that I wanted you to have, watch this, is the Chase Home Buyers Grant. The Chase Home Buyers Grant. Chase under J.P. Morgan have made a commitment to the black community of $30 billion. $30 billion. I hope y'all will get excited with a fixed interest rate of 3.2%. Y'all ain't excited about that? I said a fixed interest rate of 3.2% for black and brown homeowners. I want you to go to Chase.com. I want you to go to Chase.com. Go to Chase Home Buyers Grant. Chase Home Buyers Grant. Here's the third one, please. Is the Wells Fargo Neighborhood Lift Project. The Wells Fargo Neighborhood Lift Project. The Wells Fargo Neighborhood Lift Project offers, I need y'all to hear this, down payments, watch this, for the car and the house. Here it is, with forgivable interest-free loans. Here's the catch, I hope y'all will get excited. Under this grant, they will give you forgivable interest rates if you make a commitment to stay in the house for five years. You have to make a commitment to stay in the house for five years. Last but not least, last but not least, and we're going to text all of these information to you. Last but not least, I am so excited uh, to announce uh, to you today our partnership uh, that we inked out and carved out during our Innovate Conference. Uh, we are uh, partnering with a black-owned company. We are partnering with a black-owned company. I need y'all to get excited. Please write down prime1homeloans.com. Prime one homeloans.com. You got to give this to your cousin, give it to your best friend, give it to your girlfriend, give it to your homie, give it to your mama. I'm telling you, prime1homeloans.com. It's a black-owned company. Here's what they're going to do for those of you who are in partnership and in relationship to New Birth and you are part of this Broken Rich series. They are going to give home loans. Watch this. For those of you, if your credit score is as low as 580, Oh, Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. They're going to bless you even if your credit score is down at 580. Outside of traditional banking institutions, you will only have to put 3.5% down. Uh, the reason why I love it and five of y'all ought to be giving me a high five in the spirit is that this black-owned company understands that our stuff is unconventional, untraditional. They will not look at tax returns just at bank statements. I need somebody who is believing by faith that God is going to put you in a house before this year is over. See, some of y'all just want to shout and dance and speak in tongues, but I need those of y'all that want to take God at his word, that if God is going to do it for you, there is no way that you can fail. Those of you that believe that you are starting a new line in your family, that beginning with you, every person that comes behind you is going to be a homeowner. Would you give God glory right now? Come on. Oh, y'all ain't shouting good. I said give God glory.
Are you studied? I studied, watch this, with uh, Jewish rabbis when I was in Baltimore. And when I studied with Jewish rabbis in Baltimore and Pikesville, they shared something with me that messed me up. Uh, they shared with me that when uh, Hasidic, Jew, uh, Hasidic Jewish couples get married, the very first year, the couple does not work. The first year, the couple does not work. The two families support them. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And the two families buy them a house or they'll take the mortgage for the first year. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I need you to lift up your hand if you got children. I need you to lift up that hand. I am believing by faith. I don't know what kind of faith y'all got. That God will put you in a position to be able to put all of your children in homes. I can't hear nobody. I am praying that God will so fortify you financially that you ain't leaving your children coats and lamps and sweaters and bills. But I believe by faith you're going to leave behind a legacy of home ownership. And those of you that believe God with that level of faith, would you give God glory for it right now? Give God. Hallelujah. The psalmist asks, how long are you going to turn my glory into shame? And you are turning glory into shame, watch this, by leasing. The overwhelming majority of your rent money is going, y'all ain't going to like this, the overwhelming majority of your rent money is going into white hands. God, y'all ain't gonna like this part right here. I'm praying that God will raise up in this room a people that God can trust, who will have multiple pieces of property, who will rent with integrity to our community until people are able to get on their feet and buy it for themselves. Y'all ain't got that kind of faith. Some of y'all are just shouting for your house. But those of y'all that feel in your spirit that there's got to be multiple pieces of property with my name on it, I dare to give God glory like God will put it in your hand. Multiple pieces of property are going to be in your name. You may be seated. You think I'm preaching. I'm prophesying. Multiple pieces of property is gonna be in your name. You don't want it? Let me talk to them over here. Multiple pieces of property is gonna be in your name. I better say it out loud. For what they owe your ancestors, multiple pieces of property is gonna be in your name. As hard as your mama worked, multiple pieces. First Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 30, David and his men had their land and their women taken from them. And David asked of the Lord, should I go after it? This the best prop, 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 uh, this is the best prophecy you done got all year. The Lord said to David, every piece of property you go after, I'm going to give it to you. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. David said, should I go after it? 
I got bad credit. Should I go after it? I got a foreclosure. Should I go after it? I found bankruptcy. Should I go after it? I'm behind on child support. Should I go after it? And God said, if I be for you, whatever you go after, it's already yours. You may be seated. You may be seated. Please, you may be seated. Hallelujah. He said something to somebody. He said something to somebody that I feel like I should repeat, after, repeat to you today. Here's what the Lord said to somebody. He said, every place the sole of your feet shall tread upon. I'm getting ready to give it to you. Y'all ain't saying them five people should just start walking right now. God said, if you step on it, I'ma release it to you. If you got enough faith for it, I'm about to give you the backyard. I'ma give you the swimming pool. I'ma give you 40 acres. Every place. Oh, y'all ain't stepping on it. Step on your neighbor's property. It's already yours. It's already paid for. It's already done. It's already in process. It's already under contract. It's already yours. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hallelujah. It's already mine. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of y'all can handle it. I just heard something in the spirit. I don't know how many of y'all can handle it. When the praises go up, the price is going down. Oh, y'all ain't hear nothing. When the praises go up, the price is going down. You ought to open up your mouth like God is going to make you afford it. You may be seated. You may be seated. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you sitting next to your spouse, hold their hand. Hallelujah. If you sitting next to their spouse, hold your hand. Spitting with a child, hold their hand. Hallelujah. God disrupted my sleep Thursday night. And he said, Jamal, change Jabez's prayer. <laughs> oh Lord, hallelujah, that you would bless me, watch this, in deeds. Y'all miss what I just said. Oh Lord, that you would bless me with deeds. God said, if you give me glory, deeds to property are about to be released into your name. I need you to shout for the deeds that are going to be in your name. Hallelujah. Be seated for the last time. Hallelujah. 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 I feel something getting ready to break. Hallelujah. 
Do you think God is going to bless you this year? Do you think he's going to make a way this year? Do you believe he's going to make a way this year? Wrong answer. Wrong answer. For the rest of this year, whenever somebody asks you a question about God, your answer is yes, watch this, indeed. Oh God, I can't hear nobody. Practice it with me, yes, indeed. Do you think God gonna make a way? Do you believe he's gonna open up a door? Do you think you got favor on your life? Yes, indeed. All right. God has a unique capacity. Hallelujah. That faith is not necessary for things that you can afford. If you can afford it, God is not necessary. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. If you can afford it, faith is not necessary. If you can afford it, God is not necessary. But God says, I'm getting ready to bless people with expensive houses. Oh, I can't hear nobody. With expensive real estate. And God said, the only thing, only thing that I got to do to prove that I'm God, do you think God is going to let Chase Bank outdo him? You think God going to let Wells Fargo outdo him? You believe God is even going to let some real estate agents outdo him? God says, no, I got to prove to you that I am God. So he said, this is what I need you to do. He said, today I need a down payment on your next property. All I need you to do is pay me with a praise. You got to thank me like it's already happening. Oh, I can't hear nobody. You better shout like you in your living room. You ought to give him glory like it's already approved. You ought to bless him. Hey, hey, listen, I can tell. Hold on, musicians. I can tell most of y'all live in apartments. I can tell most of y'all live in apartments because you're scared to make noise. You think the neighbors are going to complain. But those of y'all that know this my house, I can scream if I want to. Come on, I can't hear you. I dare you to open up your mouth. Hey, hey, you better get a praise partner. You better lift up your voice like God. Hey, come on. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. What eyes have not seen. What ears. Softly, sir. Lift up that hand. I got to pray for three groups of people, then I'm moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I got to pray for three groups of people in accordance to what I heard the Holy Spirit say. Those of you who are renting, those of you who are leasing, and your, your uh, lease or your rental agreement is up before December 31st, I need you to meet me at this altar, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's up before December 31st. Hallelujah. I wish I had a crazy church. God knows I do. Y'all really ain't excited about these homeowners? Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all ain't excited about these homeowners? Hallelujah. Would you lift up that hand? Your next move requires faith. I've given you four resources that I need you to take advantage of when service is over. I need you to set up an appointment for tomorrow. Tell them I'm ready. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you all you need is credit score of 530? Y'all ain't saying nothing. Only 3% down? You got to change your level of thinking. Hear to me. I'm telling you, you got to change your level of thinking. We are the only community that doesn't understand the concept of a starter house. Your first house ain't going to have no pool. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. But it's going to be yours. I can't hear nobody in here. When God give you that house, don't you expend all that money trying to put a flat screen in every room. Go old school. There's one TV in the living room. Everybody kind of come now. But knowing that God is getting ready to build up your equity. He's getting ready to build up your credit. He's got to build up your faith. And he's got to build up something, watch this, within you. Can you imagine, lift up that hand, those of you at the altar. Can you imagine that your first house, God has no intention of you staying in it. That first house, watch this, he has no intention of you staying in it and you're not even going to resell it. God is going to put you in a position to put somebody else in your family in that house. Oh, y'all ain't got that kind of faith. I need that hand lifted. I'm believing by faith that every hand that is lifted at this altar is a hand that is going to sign a contract. That every hand that is at this altar, y'all ain't saying nothing to me, is going to begin to start generational wealth for their family. Every person who's got hands lifted is going to outlive the lie that was spoken over their finances. Hear me, I need you to hear me in the spirit. I am not praying for you to get the house because my spirit says it's already done. What I need you to do, I brought you to this altar because I want the church to shout in advance for the house you ain't even seen yet. Would you open up your mouth? Oh, come on. You better open up your mouth. You better give God glory. I pray over you that God will give you uncanny favor with the seller, 
with the broker, with the bank. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Every foreseeable obstacle will be brought low to get you into that house. And those of y'all that got faith enough for God to do it, would you give God a shout of victory right now? Oh, come on. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Every person at this altar, I need you to embrace somebody. Tell them it's already yours. It's already yours. You may go back to your seats. I got another group I got to pray for. Say smaller group. I need everybody standing, please. I need you standing. Do me a favor, please. Listen to me. Listen to me. There are those of you in this room as a much smaller group who every time you're getting ready to close on the house, it falls apart. At the last minute, something happens. The paperwork ain't right. Buyer, the seller changes their mind. It collapses at the last minute. You begin to think something is wrong. Maybe the timing ain't right. If that's where you are, would you meet me at this altar? God's instructed me to pray for you. I don't know where you are, but I need God to heal it. Hallelujah. 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 Rejection leads to direction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. I'm waiting on you. I don't know where this couple is. There's a couple I'm waiting on. I need you at this altar as quickly as you possibly can. Thank you so very much. Hallelujah. Would you pull in right where you are? Thank you so very much. Every other person, would you stretch your right hand to faith? Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to thank God for what doesn't work out. Oh, y'all don't like this here. I said you got to thank God for what doesn't work out. Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays, former president of Morehouse College, says that your greatest sin is not failure. Your greatest sin is low aim. Your greatest sin is not failure. Your greatest sin is low aim. Maybe what you have been choosing is not the size of God. Oh, y'all. Uh, did y'all hear what I just said? God got something bigger and better in mind for you. I want you to lift up those hands. I'm telling you that God will give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I just said? God is going to give you the desires of your heart. I speak over those of you who are at this altar, those of you who are online, that the next one is the right one. God, I can't hear nobody. I said the next one is the right one. They thought they were going to give it to somebody else, but it belongs to you. I don't know what God got to do to shuffle the deck, but it's going to work out in your favor. I don't know where y'all are, but new pieces of property are going on the market tomorrow. 
that's got your name on it. Those of y'all that ain't got a jealous body bone in your body, would you shout for that next opportunity? Come on, I can't hear you. I said, open up your mouth. Lift up that hand, I speak over you. That this next enterprise will be a sweatless victory. That God is gonna give it to you without any incident, without any issues. And God will expedite the time. That it's not gonna take as long as it has taken for you to get in that place. I don't know where y'all's faith is, but I'm saying it again, by December 31st, you will celebrate Christmas in your new house. And those of y'all that got the faith for it, I need you to open up your mouth. Do me a favor, new birth. As they go back to their seats, would you cheer for them real quick? Open up your mouth. My last, last group I am commissioned. Last group I am commissioned, I am charged. I am constrained to pray for. Is I'm gonna pray, listen to me very carefully, for first time home buyers. I don't know where you are. You've never owned your own home. You've been paying rent your whole life, leasing your whole life. But you get me to make a step of faith. I need you to meet me at this altar. I need y'all clapping. This is what the church's supposed to look like. Come on, y'all ain't doing good. Would you pull in? I got a traffic jam coming behind you. I want you to take that neighbor by the hand, those of you who are at the altar. This is a major step of faith. It's a major step of faith. Major step of faith. We have the full chasm of every generational demographic at this altar. Boomers are at this altar, Gen X at this altar, millennials are at this altar because home ownership has evaded every sector of our community. But I'm believing that God is getting ready to change the game. He's going to flip the table. I gave uh, four bricks on uh, today. I need you to listen to me with rapt attention. And while I was preparing uh, to give, there was uh, another brick that I did not give uh, because we are a local church making a global impact. I was intentional uh, to just give uh, national programs. Uh, but I wanted uh, those of you who were uh, in our local congregation uh, in this immediate, in, in, in the immediate sanctuary uh, to be mindful of the Georgia Dream Homeowners Program. Uh, there, is a pro there is a program just for Georgians who are first-time home buyers. I need you to please seek out that program. As a matter of fact, I don't want you to pick one out of the four. I need you to talk to all of them until you find the one that matches that is best suited for where it is that you are. You are getting ready to step into a level of faith that the enemy hoped you would never arrive. 
there's been so much that has been trying to fight you that you almost believe the lie the devil told you that it was not going to happen for you. But I'm telling you, I believe the Holy Spirit summoned you to church today because you needed this word more than you could have ever realized. Hallelujah. If you don't remember nothing else that has happened, you will remember God wants me to be a homeowner. You have never said that out loud. I need you to make that declaration of faith. Would you shout out loud, God wants me to be a homeowner. Come on, say it again. God wants me to be a homeowner. I have been praying for you for the last week. Not just that you would receive this word, but that you wouldn't talk yourself out of it. That you would not let the lies of Satan speak louder than the truth of the master. The truth is, it don't matter what's on your credit report. It don't matter what the stains are. It doesn't matter what it is that you had to inherit or what you had to deal with that God has a piece of property with your name on it. I need you to do me a favor, please. Those of you who are at the altar, would you lift the hand of whose hand you're holding? God, I pray that you'll make them more than a conqueror. I pray that you'll strengthen their faith, that they will not become overwhelmed by the process, that they will not get stressed out because of the paperwork that they will not let the spirit of confusion derail them. But I pray, dear Lord, that you'll give them a broker that has the spirit of you. Give them a real estate agent that has a spirit of you. Give them a banker that has the spirit of you. Give them undeniable favor that they'll know that when this process is over, that all things work together for good to those that love him and are called according to your purpose. God, let them change their family history. And I believe that it is so in Jesus' name. Those of you who believe that God right now is opening up real estate with your name on it, would you give God glory right now? Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Open up your mouth. Give him glory. Give him praise. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.